0: Welcome on into episode five of the Baseline podcast. I'm um, really excited today. Um, I, it's your host, Stevie Cousins, here. We don't have Josh uh, hosting today, as Stevie will be hosting, but really excited today. We have a massive guest on, uh, Charlie Ledger Walker of New Zealand and of Washington State University. Uh, Charlie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, thank you. Happy to be here. Nice to be talking with you.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for um for your yeah, taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on. If if the the listeners don't already know, um Chalice has been this is her first year at Washington State University. Uh, she's been having a you could say a pretty good start to the season. Um five time Pac 12 five time freshman of the week so far. Um some really exciting moments in, in terms of like buzzer beating shots and and probably a real feel good story and New Zealand basketball at the moment, as we've seen, a pretty tough year with COVID. Uh, it's been really, been really cool for everyone to follow. Um, yeah, Charlie's progress and obviously um, her sister playing uh, on the same team, which is pretty awesome as well, Crystal. Um, so yeah, we're just going to jump right mm-hmm. in now. Um, tell us for, for first, tell us a bit just about your basketball journey and, and yeah, how you you got to where you were today um, and. Yes, yeah, so have tell us where it all began and a little bit about who you are as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, have been playing basketball ever since I was, you know, could pretty much dribble since I was three. Um, I like to say my, my family's a pretty big basketball family. Obviously you've mentioned Crystal, uh, but my mum, Leanne, you know, she was a two time Olympian with the Torferns, um, the team there. And so, um, you know, I, Ever since I can remember, I've been around basketball um, just on the sidelines at mum's games, Crystal's games, uh, doing doing the stats on the sideline. And so it's just been such a big part of my life. Um, I've, I've come up through – obviously, I'm from Waikato um, back home, and I've come up through the age groups um, representing, you know, at, at the rep level, uh, played throughout the New Zealand age groups as well and also played um, – with St. Peter's um, in high school. And so we've had, I've, well, I've been on quite a lot of um, tournaments, been all over the world with basketball. And so um, right now in my basketball journey, I'm at Washington State. Uh, first year here at college, um, just really enjoying that so far. It's, you know, such a different level of intensity here. It's super competitive um, in the state. So I'm just really grateful to be playing here right now. Um, and so yeah, just a, I guess a little bit about me. I have two sisters. Um, Crystal, older than me, Tanika, um, who's younger than me. She also plays basketball. Um, so she's she's been around as well. And uh my mum Leanne and my my dad, Eliu Uh a lot of people ask whether he plays, um, but he doesn't. He's a big big rugby, big rugby player, rugby guy. Um, but, you know, knows everything about basketball. Um, yeah. just being around it so much. So uh yeah, that's just a little bit about me and kind of how I started when I started.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. That's some really nice background there. The I suppose the the you have come from a strong basketball family with with your mum being involved in that, um mm-hmm. with the you know playing for the for the Tall Ferns and probably in you know in those 80s, 90s, 2000s when basketball mm-hmm. was it was just starting to take off in this country. How right. has your how has your how did your mum help you in terms of uh, obviously not just the coaching but how did her experience in the game and and what she was able to pass on to you how has that contributed to to your success and you know helped you to be able to not just get to college but actually you know be be part of the starting lineup but contribute um, to a team at a really high level how did your mum help you get to where you are today
1: yeah I mean my mum is my lifetime coach of basketball. She's taught me everything I know, but I think um, she just has such a good knowledge for the game. She's such a high IQ person um, in terms of, you know, basketball. And when she was playing, I think, you know, people said she was just such a smart player. She was super um, aggressive on defense and she just knew how to read the game so well. And, um, you know, bringing up us girls... I think she really tried to um pass that on to us and implement um you know that skill for us as well and one of the ways I guess she did that was every time we were at a game you know we weren't just there watching she was she was talking to us asking you know what we thought about this play or do we should we should we have called a timeout here or you know who has this amount of fouls? and she really just got us thinking about the game in so many so many ways that you just don't even think about as a as a spectator and you know this was me when i was 7 8 on the bench doing stats for the women's team so um i think that has just really really helped my game and um given me a bit of bit of edge over other players is just really trying to be smart on the court and you know, I'm not the most athletic on, on my team or definitely not here in the States. I mean, there's so many crazy athletes um here in our conference. And so being able just to be smart and making the right decisions definitely helps me be competitive and, you know, be be able to be effective in the game in and, and a lot of different ways. So um I would say that's one of the main reasons or how she's kind of helped me with my game. Obviously, you know, there's obviously all the basketball skills and things like that. But I think that one thing, if I could pinpoint something would be, um, yeah, the best thing she's helped me with.
0: There's been IQ. Yeah. And then, and that's, I think that's a good, really good lesson for, for lots of young ballers here in New Zealand is that, um, you know, maybe there's a focus on if you jump on Instagram or what everyone's like, Oh, look, shoot these threes or get these dunks or whatever, but mm. being able to, to have a really strong IQ that, that puts you ahead of a lot of other people, um mm-hmm. and that's something that you can work on having a strong basketball IQ is something that that you can pick up and 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 work on and come with that um and as you say you know you're not the most um athletic player but um mm-hmm. you're able to impact and make plays um for your team you know based on that that really strong IQ and oh, that's awesome that your that your mum passed that on um <laughs> going talking about what it was like when you when you got to the USA is probably an interesting one obviously at the moment mm-hmm. um and and when you got in, you know, around that November December time, things have been have been pretty tough in the USA on a number of uh, of fronts. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it's obviously a big cultural adjustment coming from New Zealand to the states. What well, yeah. give a give the listeners a little bit of a um, of insight into what it's like, but then also what we the, what the cultural difference has been like, and what it's been like, um, you know, move, moving your whole life um, to the state. Um, while a lot of these things are going on, you know, political sort of stuff and COVID and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, just any any type of move or transition um, can be super hard, especially, you know, at an age like this where you're finally, you know, you have to be independent and you're moving away and even, you know, moving away at home or staying at home, just going to university can be hard for a lot of people. And so um, for me, it was definitely, you know, there were some nerves and, Um, but also excitement at the same time, starting a new chapter in my life. And it's something that I always knew I wanted to do was to go and play in college. Um, So I kind of, you know, had been mentally preparing for that for a while. Um, But yeah, the the culture here is just so different um, compared to back home. And I guess I was kind of prepared a little bit um, because my sister had been through that. And so just being able to talk to her and, talk through her experiences during her freshman year really um helped me just know or kind of expect um or know what to expect I guess I should say when going over there but you don't really think about it too much until you get here and I'm so I'm in Pullman Washington um on the on the west coast and so Pullman is actually it's kind of funny Pullman I kind of find a lot of similarities to back home it's a small town you know not like a massive city or any of the big um american cities like new york you would see on tv so pretty similar um a big it's re- really big um on the college community type of thing so there's a lot of lot of students um here and the vibe is just you know everyone is just looking out for each other and it's kind of like a big family vibe which is really nice for me cuz i'm such a big family person and um you know coming from a place like new zealand that's pretty much what it's like um, but yeah, I guess in terms of the culture side of things and the basketball, it's definitely different. Um, as a basketball athlete at home, I think, you know, we're all really, I guess, humble. I think we would say we, we don't really like to stand out or have big egos or anything like that. And I think that was the one difference I really noticed here is, you know, basketball really is these college athletes life. And back home, you know, we play multiple different sports and we don't really... Uh, we're not as committed i would say um to the sport as people are here and just coming over and seeing what what the difference is like um really opened my eyes a little bit um and for me you know I've, I've always been a big basketball person but you know throughout high school i was still playing netball and touch and all of those things so just coming over here and seeing how intense and competitive people are that was kind of a shock to me and even playing in games you know people will talk trash and try to get up in your face um, be aggressive and that was also new to me um, so being able to adjust um, to those things uh, you know took a took a little bit for me but I, I'm lucky because I have my sister here and she's you know just my best friend and it supports me no matter what I I can go to her when I have you know bad days and she's just made it so easy but um, yeah it's it's been it's been ups and downs in the transition getting here but I would definitely see a lot more on the positive side Um, we're quite lucky in that we don't we're not as affected by the pandemic as I would say in other states Um, but we still do you know we have to test every day we still wear masks everywhere um, for the first couple of months, we had to train with masks, and so that was a bit different. I, you know, died in the <laughs> sessions, couldn't really breathe <laughs> breathe much. But, um, yeah, it's it's been overall a really good transition for me, and I'm just really enjoying the experience so far.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think um, I think you, you touched on a good point there where you talked about New Zealanders being being really humble. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the tall poppy syndrome in, in New Zealand yeah. means that you can't, you can't always be. Maybe if you're a really confident person on the court, you maybe can't always be that in mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Um, you know, because people will be like, "Oh, that person's cocky" or "they're arrogant" or whatever. When yeah. they might not even be that way. But yeah. in the states, um, and you know, I've I've sort of been over there a few times um, and experienced this firsthand. Uh, not, and this is not me me playing, but just from a um, you know from a watching standpoint, mm-hmm. is that there, there's you know. A thousand, two thousand, three thousand kids that are ready to just take your spot, like exactly. just off the bat. And, yeah. and 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 that real. These kids have balled since day one, you know. In the mm-hmm. park, you could go down to the park and watch pickup, and there are people there that that you know will cross over between the legs, hit a three in your face like it's <laughs> like it's nothing because they just yeah. live it. <laughs> and I, and I think that for New Zealand kids that really, that really have this goal, if they want to get to the states, they want to pro- play professionally. I think that real devotion to the game is something that kids have to understand that you have to really want it. And you've got to put in that work. You can't just get by in your athletic ability, or if you're a great dunker or whatever it is, Mm. you've got to put in that work and realize that, Hey, if look, if you, if you're good enough to get to the States, Hey, that's awesome. But when you are there, you have to realize that these people, they just live it. And they're ready at any point in time to, to go to that, that next level and put that work in. So that's, yeah, that's a really good point we're going to touch a bit on um on you yeah, obviously what it's like to to have your sister there on the team i mean mm-hmm. and you know if you're playing in the backyard as a kid and and you you know probably a lot of people who play sports would think oh you know it would be great to to one day be um to bring those those backyard battles to, <laughs> to like a an elite court or you know or, yeah. or you know battle internationally with someone i think that that That's pretty much a a dream for for a lot of people. Um, Tell us what it's like to obviously not just come up with your sister, but be able to experience what I think has been some pretty cool moments. Um, You know, this year with you know, obviously you had some. You guys have had some crazy all these overtime games. Obviously, you had the game. It's there's been lots of really cool moments, and obviously to be able to experience that with your sister has been has been really big. Tell us about what what that's been like.
1: Yeah, no, it it's definitely, you know, like a, a rare, um, thing I would say as well. And, um, with me and Crystal, so we're four years apart and, uh, we did play together in high school, um, for a couple of years when I was, you know, year seven, year eight, and she was finishing out her high school years. We managed, um, you know, just with the age difference, she was, I was able to play with her. So that was fun. Um. We've played obviously played against and with each other our our whole lives and various different teams. I would always try and manage to jump on the court in one of her games when they were needed subs and always just you know there if they needed me for a backup. And so um, that you know that was that was always just a fun thing to do play with her. Same with Tanika, um, but I never actually thought I would be able to play with her in college because of that age difference. Um, she was actually meant to, you know, graduate um, last year or have her last year um, playing last season. And obviously this would be my first season. But with things, with or how things kind of um, planned out, she obviously transferred. So she used to be at Northern Colorado um, with the same coaches actually. And then they moved to Washington State. Um, she stayed a year on and then she decided that she wanted to transfer. And because she did that, she had to sit out a year um, which meant she could still train, but she wasn't able to play with the team. And they call that a red shirt year here in um, the States. And so because she did that, that meant, you know, if I did choose to go to Washington State, um, I would be able to get a year playing with her, um, both of us being eligible. So that kind of just, you know, all worked out. Obviously, it was just meant to be. And yeah, we've had some amazing moments um, this season, probably the most memorable memorable one um, or the most exciting, I would say, would be you know the overtime we went to with Arizona, which was our first um, overtime game, which obviously led to a little bit of a series. We've played four overtimes um, in the past six games, which is pretty unheard of, I would say. Um, but but yeah, that moment, um, you know, this team, our team, wasn't actually um, picked to to compete that well in our conference. Here, we were actually picked to come last in our conference, which, um, you know, it's kind of a bummer heading into the season. Um, and so we definitely went in with kind of a chip on our shoulder. And obviously this is mine and Crystal's first year playing um, for Washington State. And it was just a really cool moment because Arizona was a ranked a ranked team. You know, they were ranked top 10 in the nation. Um, so being able to get into overtime, first of all, coming back from a pretty – we were, we were down 16. So being able to grind back, that was awesome. And then, you know, we managed to get into overtime and then we managed to um, just, you know, win on the last, last play of the game. And so I, there were so many emotions going on through my head um, in the final seconds of play. I don't usually get too overly hyped or anything like that, but after that moment, I was just so happy for the team and so excited. And, you know, I looked at Crystal and we were both just smiling at each other, pointing at each other and, you know just like yep this is these are the moments we play for this is all of those you know in the backyard counting down 10 9 8 and making a shot (laughs) it's it was just definitely like a real life real life moment and it was just so cool that she was there um to experience it with me because you know we're going to talk about that for the rest of our lives so yeah it's been awesome so far I'm just so excited for the rest of the season with her Yeah, her yeah.
0: yeah I mean that's that's awesome and I think like being able to to experience some of that stuff in your first year has been pretty crazy. I actually, I brought up the stats prior to to starting and um, it's crazy, your minute totals. Now, obviously you were going to play a big role this year, um, but some of your minute totals have been pretty wild that you've played. Um, you've got three 440 four 40 minute games, a 45 minute game and a 47 minute game. Um, were you expecting that massive minute load? Um, and I mean, obviously you talked about the OTs, uh, are you feeling like tired at the moment or like are you are you like how's it how's your body holding up and obviously it's been amazing you guys have been able to outperform expectations but mm-hmm. um, in terms of like these are really high minute loads for any play you know professional college whatever mm-hmm. how has how has that been and what's that adjustment been because you're playing at an elite level not just at a role player or starter level but you know having the ball in your hands a lot of the time and then playing these massive minute totals as well
1: Mm, no, yeah, I, you know, coming in start of the season when we were training, I didn't expect um, to have that amount of amount of court time. I knew I would play um, a bit, but yeah, forty minute games, forty five minute games, back to back, really kind of takes a bit of a toll on you. I'd say um, my body's kind of feeling it at the moment, but um, I've just really tried to stay disciplined and my recovery and just getting good sleep, enough sleep because I. I from our first games, I kind of knew, OK, I might be playing quite a bit of minutes here. And so if if I don't take care of my body, you know, I'm definitely not going to last throughout the season. And every game in our conference is hard. Like I would argue or a lot of people would argue that, that our conference is the hardest um, in college basketball for women anyway. Um, and so we have to be, you know, on edge and kind of 100% every game. Otherwise, you just won't get the job done. And so knowing knowing that and, um, you know, playing a lot of minutes, I just really have to try and focus on that. Um, and, you know, it's, it is different to back home playing playing a lot. Obviously, the, I would play 40-minute games at home, and um, I, I would just say that the pace of the game and the intensity is just a lot different um, here. So it, it's definitely been a big, big transition, and I just try and, you know, take my rest where I can um whether that's you know on an offensive and I'm or an offensive play and I'm just setting screens rather than having to run around and get people open and stuff like that but um it it's you know it's a privilege to play that much and I'm just grateful that you know the coaches have so much faith in me and leave me out on the court um and just let me you know let me play so just trying to take it all um or not not take it all for granted and just um you know appreciate the minutes that I do get
0: yeah yeah that's 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 a that's a really great point um I will get you to touch briefly on um on the buzzer beating shot that you made <laughs> i think um I think people in New zealand like as basketball grows and we have we're starting to see people on the world stage obviously we had stephen adams and that sort of stuff but I think it's been really cool like I touched on at the start of the of the podcast that um there's this real feel good around um you know you, you and your sister playing together but just seeing, like New Zealanders be- playing college ball uh, and having big roles, like uh, someone like Sam Beninga. You know, we're not mm-hmm. New Zealanders aren't just coming in and sitting on the bench. We've got people that are coming in
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and they're playing legitimate roles, having the ball in their hands. You know, um, putting up really good, really great stats. You know, good, good yeah. counting stats, and, and it's really awesome. So, I think I mean we were watching that your your buzzer beater and um, just. Yeah, like a massive moment I feel for for, for basketball this year and, and, and something you'll remember forever. Can you just break it down a little bit for us? The I what I was amazed by was um the underhand finish was was pretty awesome. You know, you had had a bit of a crossover there on the underhand finish and then um you got that really nice roll and it sort of rolled around and it went through as the buzzer expired, like it was you couldn't really for it, do you know what I mean? Can you yeah. just break break that play down a little bit? Uh and the other thing is on the video um that that was, you know, going viral back home in New Zealand after the play was drawn, was drawn up and you walked out of the timeout. Um everyone sort of saw you taking a deep breath.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was going through your head at that time, but someone commented on on social media and said like that was the time that you knew that like you were going to like make the shot or whatever. Um Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't like, on that as well
1: (laughs) yeah no i mean there are a lot of things going on but i guess so yeah we we had we had a timeout um going in last 10 or so seconds on the clock and uh coachy was drawing up a play well not not really a play it was pretty much um just screen and charlie's go get the ball um but (laughs) Yeah, she, she kind of drew it up so that I, you know, made sure that I would get open, get the ball. And we kind of just told everyone to, you know, space out um, and really try and open up the defense as much as we can. And, um, you know, she just told me either just try get to the rim, um, try draw defenders and kick to the open player. And I, I think she just has a lot of uh, trust in me and the decision and the plays that I was going to make. Um, and so, you know, just hearing her and you know in the timeout it gives me a lot of confidence knowing that she trusts the decision i'm going to make and so that gave me a confidence in those last few 10 seconds and yeah like you said in the video you saw me take a big deep breath and i just at that moment i just knew you know um don't you don't need to be too flashy we don't need a you know magical step back three or anything yeah. um just get just try and get to the rim see who's open if you have a shot take it and that was kind of my mind, my mindset going into that last shot.
0: Um,
1: and then obviously, you know, the play started. I managed to get the ball. Um, and from my point of view, the floor just looked so, so open. And it was almost just like me and this one girl in front of me. And then, um, yeah, managed to, you know, dribble down the lane, um, get her caught off on a step on a crossover just a little bit, just misdirected her a little bit, um, and then managed to split the help defender that came through, and I knew Ola was there in a rebounding position if it, you know, bounced off or anything, and so, going up, you know, it was my left hand, so obviously not my strong hand, but practiced the shot a little bit, you know, before, um, have confidence in finishing both ways, so, yeah, just getting that shot up, and then I was obviously right under the hoop, and if you, yeah, if you saw in the video, you probably noticed that I was the first person to jump, because I knew, as soon as I let it go, it was going in. So yeah, just in that moment, so, so excited, so overwhelmed and just, um, yeah, it was rolling around and I saw the little red thingies around the, you know, the shot clock yeah. go off. And I just knew right then that we had, you know, we had done it. We had upset the number, I think they were at the time number 10 in the country. So uh, it was just a yeah really big moment and um, I was just super happy that I could get it done for the team. And yeah, it was just, awesome
0: yeah yeah, that's cool yeah um yeah no pressure now um people not that you aren't clutch because you obviously are but um people are going to be expecting those clutch buckets all the time now so (laughs) moving forward (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um yeah it's like it's a pretty it's a pretty cool moment and i think um the beauty of the of the like the internet age these days is it's cool that from back home we're able to to tune in and watch you and you know people can cut highlights and and um you know get those those sort of things on um you know shared up on on social media so that people can follow your progress um yeah. i think yeah what you're you and your sister are doing over there is massive also for the next generation um which probably leads to my next question um yeah. what for you, for yourself uh what are your what are your goals for your for your basketball career what are your what are your future goals
1: yeah. Uh you know, I'd say my, my biggest goal or or what has been my biggest goal for a while is definitely to play professional. Um, and whether that's, you know, in the WNBA or even just going over and playing in the Europe um European leagues, um would is definitely, you know, always been a goal of mine and definitely something that I wanna do. Um, but yeah, right now I'm kinda just Really focusing on my college career and trying to make the most out of that, um, you know, become someone, someone who you know impacts the, the, the league, the Pac-12 league, and um, the college scene, um, and kind of dominates that a little bit. So, yeah, definitely a big goal of mine would be to play pro um, after college.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's that's a really great goal, and I think, I think now that we've seen. Um, you know, we've seen Stephen Adams, um, you know, playing in the NBA, and then now we're seeing, um, you know, players like yourself coming, and, and like we've we've got lots of um, women playing you know, at Division One in, in the NCAA. I yeah. think that there's, there's there's definitely a path there now. Where, I mean, I know that that we're that soon we are going to get another another women's player to the WNBA. <laughs> we just had the, the one now. Um, but I think that that we will definitely get a get a second, um, which would be massive for the game in New Zealand as we right. as we continue to grow it. Um, if if you if you had you know a couple of pieces of advice for for young for young girls or young boys that that are wanting to take that same path and and you know get to college and then play professionally or play um you know, play in Europe or play in the states or whatever, well, what pieces of advice would you? Would you give to young ballers that might be that might be tuning in today?
1: Mm. I, you know, I think the main advice um, that I would give is to treat treat kind of basketball as you would like an academic um, study. Uh, you have to, you know, study your craft, and if you really want to, um, you know, be someone who can be effective on the court and outplay other people. Um, you have to know the game of basketball and you, you know, it's not all about who can shoot the most threes or who can break people's ankles or all the glorious type stuff you see on the highlights. It's the 1% things, um, you know, like your, your work ethic, how reading, being able to read situations of the game, um, you know, just different scenarios. And, you know, you can do that by um, got watching, watching is a really good Thing to do watching college games, watching professional athletes, um, watching their movements, stuff like that. But also, I I would highly recommend um, playing or putting yourself in positions where you're playing people that are better than you um, because that's really the only way that you're going to get better. Um, You know, you might be the best person on your high school team, but if you only play at that level and if you're only dominating your high school team, you're going to come to America and there's going to be, you know, a hundred. People who are exactly like you and who can do the exact same thing, maybe even more athletic, or you know, who can jump higher. So you really have to focus on um, the little things that can get you an edge over people. Kind of like how I was talking about the IQ side of things um, at the start of the at a, at the start of our talk. And so just finding um, you know different ways where you can get an edge. And I, I think a lot of people now are starting to notice um, you know a lot of your behaviors on and off the court um, you know how good you are with your teammates are you are you positive or you know do you blame other people for um, mistakes that happen on the court um, and stuff like that and I think if you're if you really um, are good in those areas you'll get recognized a lot more because there's just so many people playing right now and it's really hard to to stand out um, and so those are the some some of the ways I think you can stand out so yeah just just really um being yeah kind of like you said devoted to the game and committed to committed to getting better and putting yourselves in situations where you are learning and growing um rather than just you know staying the same and not getting any better
0: yeah yeah that's there's that some great, some amazing points there and i think i'm just i've got your stats here and i've just been as you as you were talking about that sort of stuff mm-hmm. you know obviously you play like a um, you know, guard type of like you 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 initiate for others, you know, with passing. But you're a scorer as as well as uh, playing the other side of the ball. So this season you've got 38 steals in what I think is 13 games. So it's yeah. sort of showing that you know you're rebounding 5.8 rebounds a game. Like you're doing all the other things that are that are involved on the court. Um, outside of obviously scoring and and I think um like you said for those one percenters, like being in the right positions, watching tapes so you can figure out how you can get better. Um, you know, there's clearly the ways that you impact the basketball game um outside of just scoring. And I think there's some really there's some really great lessons in there in there yeah. for young
1: um, Yeah. And yeah. And I think, you know, I think sometimes we a lot of people do really get caught up in, you know, the stats side of things and how much did I score in this game or how much didn't I score, I guess I should say. And I think that's also what can take people out of the competition a lot um, because that plays with your confidence and plays with your, you know, emotions while you're in the game. But um, we that actually kind of brings up a really good point. We had a film session the other day and um, we watched an interview, I think it was with Gino, who was the coach of the UConn's UConn women's team Um, and you know he was talking about this 95% stuff which um, he was talking about he talked to you know a player and he asked them you were on the you were on the court for half the game how long do you think you had the ball in your hands and the person was like oh like 13 minutes and he just stared at him and he's like 13 minutes and he's like yeah and he's like no you only had the ball for one minute and five seconds and like just listening to that You just don't realize how much, um, you know, you impact the game in in different ways, whether that's setting screens or, you know, making the extra pass or just sitting, you know, just being in the right position. And um, I think a lot of the times we let one second of our game, you know, if we miss a shot or we get blocked or get ankle broken, we let that affect, you know the 30 the other 39 minutes of the game and that just really kind of opened my eyes to be like oh like yeah you really just do have such a big impact apart from the scoring side of things so that's something I've really tried to focus on and um, I think that like single-handedly has helped me um, you know impact the game and really just I really try not to focus about whether I'm hitting shots or not Um, because I know you know as a scorer you you shoot anyway, if you're missing or if you're not missing. If you have an open shot, you have a good look. You take it, and you can't let that affect you. And so, yeah, just adding on to what you you were saying, it's just um, such a big a big thing to impact the game in different ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're really great points there, and and like I think I think that um, definitely that there is too much of of a focus on stats these days um, mm-hmm. where people are trying to go out and do things. Um, which won't actually positively impact the basketball game in terms of a team game mm. for winning, but things like, you know, off ball defense, you know, coming over to help if there's, some, if there's a drive on the rim. There's so many things that you can do that will impact the game outside of the box score. And I think kids need to more realize is that mm. you, the kids themselves might focus on the stats, but if a really good coach that's trying to recruit you or, select, you know, couldn't you know select you for a team, you um, mm they're going to be when they're watching tape you know they might quickly glance over the box score but when they're watching tape and they see you set a good screen okay. or they see you make a pass that doesn't give an assist but it leads to an assist then yeah. you're you're doing all the things that these recruiters want to see and i think you made some really really good points there mm. yeah. um, we, we're gonna we're gonna close this out now as um and let you get to your exam um i really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing some of your life with the the people back here in New Zealand and, and some of the of the listeners in the states. Um, you're sort of, you're, I think it's 13 games into the season now, and mm-hmm. um, and I think also there's some good positive stuff happening in the states off the court, which I think is going to mean you guys are going to have hopefully the rest of the season uninterrupted. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really appreciate you um, you jumping on, um, Charlie and I, and I wish you the best for the rest of the season.
1: Thank you. No, it was really nice to jump on and talk to you. Um, you You have a good day and thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you.